as we remain standing, I want to thank God for the opportunity to be here again. This is home. That is the truth. I feel at home. Pastor Marion, Pastor Stephanie, please, thank you very much for the hotel. Nice room. <laughs> Glory be to the name of the Lord. Now, I thank God for your lives because this relationship is of impact. Since the Lord brought us together about four or five years now, nothing has remained the same. And we are grateful for the friendship, the covenant partnership. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Pastor Marion has been in California a couple of times and it's been a blessing to us. Last Bethel, our, you have two streams. We have Bethel. Our annual conference is Bethel. And uh, Pastor Marion has been such a blessing. Even Pastor Stephanie, I always like this woman to sing. <laughs> Can we put our hands together for Pastor Stephanie, please? Glory be to the name of the Lord. Next year, you're going to sing in California again. <laughs> Glory be to God's name. And uh, Dr. Coy, you blessed me this morning. And I'm going to tell you something. This man, I don't need to announce this. I know you know if you are filled by the Holy Spirit. This man is a prophet. He's God's saint. This man hears the Lord. Few moments before he stepped on the pulpit, while Pastor Marion was here, I just got into some thought within myself. I'm telling you, God is my witness. I said... It's only because of the gospel of Jesus. I said, look at me in Lexington, Kentucky. Just for the gospel of Jesus. Then the Holy Ghost reminded me, I've shared this in this church before. And Dr. Coy never had me before said it. I, I've shared it before. I said, God said to me when I came to the U.S. in the year 2000. He said, I have brought you to America to use you to bless my people in America. Did I share this before? He came forward, he said the same thing. It was a word of courage. It was a word that I needed. So I salute God's grace over your life, sir. Please consider this an open invitation to California. <laughs> Glory be to the name of the Lord. Thank you, sir. The Lord bless you. Thank you, man. The Lord bless you. I want to thank all the pastors, Pastor Mark, good to see you, uh, Michael, Jennifer, and everybody, good to see you again. We're going to have a great time this weekend. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's take our seat. The theme of this conference, Faith and Glory Manifested. The Bible tells me, in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18. But we all with unveiled face behold as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. We have been transformed in the same image from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of the Lord. That simply tells as we look into God's world from all dimensions Grace impartations from all the speakers. This will take us from one glory to another glory. Yes. 
That's why I know by the time this weekend is over, no one here whose life will remain the same in the name of Jesus. Because we are going to go from glory to glory to glory. Somebody say from glory to glory. Somebody shout it from glory to glory. That's what the word of the Lord said concerning you. So we are going to be coming in different dimensions. This morning I'm going to be ministering on the mystery of dedication. The mystery of dedication. Glory be to the name of the Lord. I want to share with you what will change your life forever. It has changed my life. It is changing my life for good. The mystery of dedication. Glory be to the name of the Lord. The Bible tells us in John chapter 12 from verse 23, and I read, this morning, the summary of this message is how we live a dedicated life in serving the Lord. This is the truth. It is possible to be a Christian. It is possible to be a church-going Christian and not be dedicated unto God. So by the help of the Holy Ghost, I want to show you the blessing in dedication. I want to show you the, the difference and the mystery. But it is possible to be a Christian, church-going Christian, and not be dedicated. It's also good for us to know that you and I cannot, we are not qualified to define what dedication is. We have to leave that unto God. So that's why we're going to be looking into his word in John chapter 12 from verse 23. The Bible says, But Jesus answered them, saying, The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Most assuredly I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He says, the hour has come. Jesus was approaching the tail end of his earthly ministry. He was approaching the fulfillment, the full fulfillment of his purpose. So he said, the hour has come. He was approaching the time for his glory. He said that the Son of Man be glorified. So he was saying, this man is going to be glorified. He says something. He said, most assuredly I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. The purpose of his glory is to gain many sons and daughters in you and I. So Jesus is saying, this cannot happen until this man, Jesus, die as a seed in the ground. He said, until I die as a grain of wheat, I remain me, only me. The multiplications, the increase, 
cannot happen. Unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground. So he likened himself to a seed. Are you following me? That must die to produce much grain. Now, he who loves his life will lose it. He will hate his life and this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. Where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor. So Jesus was talking about dying as a seed. He's now talking about serving. It is possible to be a Christian and not be in service. I'm not talking about being in physical service like now. I'm talking about be engaged in service. It is possible to be a Christian and not serving the Lord. This morning we are here to be blessed. We are here to receive. But this is not serving for most of us sitting there. Serving means you dedicate your life yourself, your time, your resources to do something to advance the cause of the gospel of Jesus. For example, Dr. Coy and his wonderful wife, somebody brought them from the hotel, I don't know who did. Whoever did was in service. Somebody brought me from the hotel. Somebody picked me from the airport last, last night. Serving the Lord. One wonderful lady, minister, sung not too long ago, serving the Lord. Pastor Stephanie and one young man, serving the Lord. Somebody on the instrument, on the keyboard, on the drum, serving the Lord. Some people in the media houses, somebody on camera, some hushers all over the places, serving the Lord. This morning, by the help of the Holy Ghost, I want to show you what service is. It is possible to be a Christian and not serving the Lord. Serving means you dedicate yourself. Now, he says something. He who loves his life will lose it. He who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. The love of our life, taking care of our home businesses, have been obstacles to many in serving the Lord. So in other words, for me to be in the choir, I need to give up some hours to be in rehearsals. For me to be in intercessory, I need to give up my time, my family, to create time to meet with the intercessors. For me to serve in the media, for me to be in the janitorial, that means that we have to come extra hour or two. If anyone loves his life, we lose it. But if anyone hates his life for the cost of the gospel of Jesus, we'll save it. I'm going to show you what that hate means and what it means to love the Lord with proven example. But let me tell you something this morning. 
God does not honor service without dedication. Service without a sacrifice is unacceptable unto the Lord. What moves God in what we do is the sacrifice, what it costs you and I. My question this morning is this, what does serving God cost you? What has it cost you to be a Christian? What have you sacrificed? Let me explain. If the only time you make to serve the Lord is what is left out of your convenience, it costs you nothing. What have you left behind in the cause of serving the Lord? Have you sacrificed your service unto God, serving in God's house, just to attend some emotional family things? This morning we're going to look into the scriptures by the help of the Holy Ghost. And I pray the Lord will open your ears and your heart to receive in the name of Jesus. What does serving God cost you? We want to look at what dedication means by God's standard. He who loves his life will lose it. And he who hates his life in this world will keep it. So Jesus is saying the acceptable service is a life that it will look like you don't love yourself. It will look like you don't love your family. Now, he's not saying don't love your people. That's not what he's saying. There is this nonsense that is in our world today. People saying priorities of life, family first, career second, then God's kingdom third. That's from hell. God will never be number two to nobody. God before your family is before your career is before everything. Is God's first. He said, I am a jealous God. I don't take the back seat for anybody. So what I'm trying to tell this morning, please be secure in the Lord. God before your spouse. If you are going to move God to the point of honor, it must be by sacrifice. Sometimes we sacrifice emotions. Now, Jesus referenced himself as a seed that must die. And a seed must be planted before it produces. Are you hearing me this morning? No matter the size of any seed, no matter the name, if it is not planted, it has no future. So Jesus called his death, serving, planting. And your life and you and I, we are the seed of righteousness. So it means for us to bring increase in anything, we must be planted by dedication. So, undedicated Christian is an unplanted seed. No seed has a future without dedication. 
So if you are a seed, I am a seed. My life is a seed in the hand of the Lord. So it must be planted by serving with dedication. Without dedication, every Christian is an unplanted seed. It has no future. The future of any seed is revealed after the planting. Without the planting, it remains the same and dies eventually. Until you dedicate your life in service, you don't know your full potentials in God. You are many times what you see now, but until you are planted. By being dedicated unto the Lord, dedication is what translates to the planting of your life as a seed for God's increase. When you make God first, it is the planting of your life. Then your harvest in breakthroughs and testimonies will begin to unfold. The Holy Ghost said something to me this morning as I walk in here. God said, he said, tell my people, average is not enough. We live a, <laughs> we live a life that is based on credit but it's not God's design. Thou shalt lend unto many nations and thou shalt never borrow. It is God's will to break out of this nonsense in the world. We have to do it God's way. The mystery of dedication. I'm going to share, you some, story, share some story with you this morning. We're talking about your life as a seed, my life as a seed. In Mark chapter 4 from verse 30. Then he said, To what shall we like in the kingdom of God? Or what parable shall we picture it? It is like a mustard seed, which when it is sown on the ground, is smaller than all the seeds on the earth. But when it is sown, it grows up, becomes greater than all herbs, and shoots out, large branches so that the best of the air may nest under it. Now, the Bible says the mustard seed as a seed is the smallest. But after it is planted, it becomes the largest. Now say, how shall we liken the kingdom of God? Until you are planted, you are at your smallest state. You will never experience your full potentials until you are dedicated in kingdom service. So what does that mean? Everybody get involved. Make sure you are in a service unit. You make sure you are in a department. You are doing something. You are involved at every level. A mustard seed, the Bible says, is the smallest as a seed. But after it is planted, it becomes the largest. So when you plant your life as a seed, you plant your hours, you plant your emotions, 
you plant your love, you plant your finances, is the smallest that they can ever be. You will harvest the largest. Is a mystery of dedication. You don't have an idea of your size potentially until you plant your life as a seed. Your life and my life, they are seed in the hand of God that must be planted with dedication. Let me tell you something, Pastor. This morning I called a friend in Atlanta. He's invited me to preach the first week of December. And I've known this guy since 1990. No, 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 not 90. Since 2005, 2006. I told him I can't come. I said, I'm sorry. I've been traveling a lot. This year within the United States of America, I've done over 120,000 miles. Almost flying every week. Almost every week. I told this guy, I said, I can't. I'm just, I need to rest. Then I said something. I said, he said, what are you? I said, I'm in Kentucky. I said, I'm here because of covenant relationship. I said, nothing else would have taken me out of California this weekend. Because I felt exhausted, physically tired. I said, but I must be here. Serving God means you are going as long as your legs are still moving. May I tell you something this morning? You are not tired until you program fatigue in your mind. Is a function of the mind. As somebody planted in the house of the Lord, you will burn and be burnt. You will burn your energy and you burnt yourself. In Job 36 and verse 11, if they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity. And their years in pleasures, if they obey and serve. Now, the question is this, what is serving for you? If you come to church, hear the word, pray and go, you are not serving. You are being served. If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. If all you do is to come, receive the word, receive the prayer, receive God bless you and go, that is not service. You are being served. Service means you sacrifice your time. Let me tell you something again this morning. Nothing should be more important in your timing. In your, in your schedules of life than kingdom service. Yeah. 
Redemption without dedication does not guarantee the full manifestations of God's glory. We want to see the fullness of God. You have to serve him in full. Let me ask you a question. And you answer within yourself by the help of the Holy Ghost. How many of us, you will want God to limit his faithfulness to you, to your own level of faithfulness to him? Somebody talk to me. How many of us this morning or afternoon, you want God to limit his faithfulness to you based on your faithfulness to him? The Holy Ghost said this to me some weeks ago and I shared somewhere, the moment I announced it, one man said, I am dead. He said it loud. He said, if God limits his faithfulness to me, to my faithfulness, he said, I am dead. That's an honest statement. Somebody talk to me this morning. But the Bible says, whatever a man sows, he will reap. So you can't bribe God with tears in prayers. And you can't bribe him with outpouring of emotions. It doesn't change anything. Service changes everything. If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. If they obey and serve him, if they obey and serve him, I came to the United States in the year 2000. And as I came, the Holy Ghost said to me, I have, now, when we move from Africa, it is usually to better our life. America, the greatest nation on the earth. So it's always for selfish reason. You want to better your life and your family. You want to make more money. You want to make a better living. That's always the purpose. But the Holy Ghost said to me, I have brought you to use you to be a blessing to my people in America. He said, preach my word and I will take care of you. I will bless him who blesses you. I will cause him that causes you. Nothing in the hand of engineers, accountants, and doctors will command your envy. And I had it. My wife was in the U.S. one year before me and I told her this is what the Lord said to me. Because God said it, I have never been tempted once to apply for a secular employment in America. Say, so preach the word and I will take care of you. Preach the word and I will take care of you. My first pastorate, I served for years with no dime in salary. But I served 
to the point that they thought this man would take away the church. Nobody will serve like this if they don't have an agenda. I was just serving the Lord. The minister I was serving on that, they said to me, they said, can we be drawing salary at this time? I said, no, let's try to buy a building. I said, let's, not, let's manage. Let's, we, we find something to eat. My wife was making $12 an hour. I said, let's leave salary for now. Let's push and push and push until we buy a building. And they got mad for me saying that. You shall serve the Lord your God and he will bless your bread and your water. Exodus 23 and verse 25. You serve him, he blesses. You serve, he blesses. That was my mentality. Church, <laughs> if you receive anything this weekend, until you engage in dedication and full kingdom service, you will never discover that the career, the job you have is worth nothing. We no disrespect for what you are doing. What I'm saying is that you can do much more. God can do much more in your life. I signed up for service because the Lord said it. We were in California for the first three years. Then the third year, I got a pastorate offer to be in Atlanta. And I was there for three years. We just bought a house in California. August 2001. We just bought his house. Just managed to furnish the house. Then the Lord said to me to go to Atlanta to pastor. The salary offer was $800 a month. We left the house. We moved everything in the house. We brought them out for neighbors to take what they like. Because the cost of transporting them from Atlanta, from California to Atlanta, we couldn't afford. But God said, go for $800. I went. Two thousand and five, after three years in Georgia, the Holy Ghost said to me, "It is time to start a work in California." We bought a house in Georgia. We left the house. We moved to California. Church, I won't be able to tell you how blessed I have been. God's prosperity. The house missing nothing. You see those houses we left with all humility to God. Today we can pay cash for them. All of them. You shall serve the Lord your God. He shall bless your bread and your water. He will take sickness away from the midst of thee. None shall be barren in thy land. In other words, in all areas of life, in careers, you shall be fruitful. You serve, you'll be fruitful. You serve, I bless. Serving doesn't mean you go and show up and go back home. It means you are engaged. 
You are in service. You are in janitorial. You are in media. You are in intercessory. You are singing. You are doing something. You are picking up guests. Don't come here and just be wondering what is going to happen. Some people make it happen. You can be one of those folks, people of God. That is kingdom service. If everybody just come from home, just show up in church, no extra time, no hours, we will still be cleaning this place this morning. But some people came in the morning to clean. Some people pick us from the airport. Pick us, I mean, we could have made it ourselves, but it's honor. The Bible says no one takes this honor to himself. The mystery of dedication. You have no idea of your potentials in God until you are dedicated in kingdom service. Most of the things you are praying for, you will never have to pray for them. I have never raised a prayer point in my life in America. And what I'm praying for is money. You don't need to pray when you know what God says to do. If God says give, it shall be given unto you. It's foolishness to begin to pray for money. You just give. We're looking at what is dedication in Luke chapter 14. Let, let me share this with you. This is going to be a blessing. As you have heard from a, a Pastor Marion several times, my spiritual father is Bishop David Oedepo. And uh, he raised us in ministry, still raises us. And we thank God for what the Lord is doing. The truth is that what God is doing in his life is a pride for the Christian race. Is a is something all of us as Christian, black or white, it doesn't matter. We are all one in the Lord. Now, what is doing for the kingdom is a pride for the body of Christ. Because in a nation where the dollar exchanges for 800 of the currency, there is no ministry of that size anywhere in the world. Anywhere, not close. But listen, some years back I was with him, I asked him, I said, sir, I have some questions. How come everything you touch becomes gold? How come everything in your life prospers? He looked at me and said, son, he said, because I am at the center of God's will for my life. Center of God's will. I said, sir, are you saying we are not inside God's will? If you think I'm not in God's will for my life, let me pack my stuff and move back to Africa. I said, what if you are the center of God's will for your life and still not getting this kind of result? He said, because I'm serving God with joy. God is not a tax master. Don't let it look like serving God is punishment. God does not accept an, any unwilling sacrifice. So you can't grumble to come to church. You can't make it look as if they force you to come. 
And I think if you have to be reminded to come, it's going to be unacceptable because God loves a cheerful giver. A willing giver, a willing heart, the Bible says. He said, because I'm serving God with joy. I said, sir, so that's why you are being blessed like this. I said, what if you are serving with joy and still not getting the kind of result? He said, what does it cost you to serve him? He said, what does salvation cost you? He said, God always rewards the cost. What does that mean? What have you given up? What have you sacrificed? Because of the Lord. For example, as simple as this sounds, I don't know if a company is paid to clean the church or are people in the church that cleans? Both. For example, whoever is in janitorial to clean, if the service is 10, cannot get there for 10. They have to be here 9.30 or 9 o'clock. Extra time, is that right? Instead of being here at 10 or two minutes before 10. You see that one hour is the cost. What does serving God cost you? My papa said, God always rewards the cost. What does he, what are you willing to sacrifice in order to serve the Lord? There are things we are praying for. The solutions are not in prayers. They are in service. You shall serve, I shall bless. Exodus 23 from verse 25. You serve, I bless. In verse 27, he said, I will make your enemies turn their backs at you. Because you are serving, I'll make your enemies run away from you. Because you are serving. In Luke chapter 14, well, that's where I stop. A great multitude went with him. Luke 14 from verse 25. And he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. Can we read that scripture together? Luke chapter 14, verses 25 and 26. I want this to sink because I'm going to say something from it. Luke 14, 25. Can we read loud, please? All of us, can we read? One, two, go. Let's read. Discipleship requires denunciation. I want that to sink. Don't forget the scripture we open from John chapter 2. He who loves his life will lose it. He who hates his life in this world will keep it. Now here we are in Luke chapter 14. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father, mother, wife, children, brother, yes, sister, his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. 
God cannot commit himself to you more than you are committed to him. He who does not hate, let me explain that. God is not saying dislike your loved ones. Let's make that clear. God is not saying don't walk in love. But Jesus was saying, be in the course of you serving me, you will sacrifice your time with your loved ones. You will sacrifice the feelings of your loved ones. You will sacrifice feeling for yourself. In other words, you will serve. People will tell you, take it easy, take it easy, take it easy. You need some rest. But you, re, you, you are still stubborn serving the Lord. At that time, at that point, it looks like you don't like yourself. If he does not hate his father and his mother, his brother, his sisters, yes, his own life also. In other words, you will sacrifice everybody else, comfort and emotions for kingdom service. Let me give you an interpretation of it. On the 24th of December 2000, that was a Sunday morning, 24th of December, the day before Christmas, was Sunday in year 2000. My wife went into labor. for the birth of our third child. She's a senior in college in Chicago. I saw by her yesterday. She went into labor Sunday morning. And I was leading the first pastor that I told you about, about 11 people, including my family of four. Are you following me? I knew if I didn't go that day, service would not hold. We're just, if you remove my family, there were seven remaining. If I did not go, service would not hold. But I could not imagine service not holding because my wife was in labor. First, I was not a doctor. I was not a nurse. Now I have to choose to attend to a baby delivery or to go for church to hold. If anyone, serves, if anyone follows me, if he does not hate his father, his mother, his wife, his brothers, sister, his children, yes, his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. Are you following me? I took her to that hospital. I know Pastor Stephanie asked questions for me on this all the time. I took her to the hospital. I said, if the baby comes before noon, I'll see you and the baby when I get back. And if the baby does not come, I'll come and join the delivery. I left. Because I could not imagine church people, seven other people, not meeting. Wow. 
There was a McDonald's next to the light by the hospital. As I drove out of the hospital, I went to McDonald's. I have two older kids in the back. I bought McDonald's for them. As we pull out of the drive-thru, I had the Holy Ghost say to me, as you have accepted responsibility for my work, I will accept responsibility for your life. As you have carried me on your head, I will carry you on my back. And you will never be stranded. I went, I left as she was crying. The nurses were almost beating me for wanting to leave. But I left. <laughs> what has serving God cost you? What are you willing to walk away from to serve the Lord? Is somebody hearing me? If your level must change, and it must change, that is the purpose of this conference, you must dive into dedication. In Mark chapter 10 and verse 28, the emperor began to say to him, See, we have left all and follow you. Jesus answered and said, As surely I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or fathers or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospel who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time. Houses, brothers. So in other words, whatever you left for the kingdom, you receive it a hundred folds. No one will have proofs without dedication. I'm talking about living extraordinary life. It's all about God first. It's all about God first. <laughs> what has God, serving God, what has it cost you? If there is a building project, are you willing to sacrifice your savings and put it in for God? Oh, you say, well, this is my saving. I can't touch this one. I'm saving it to do dental works. What has it cost you? Church, I can share you testimony with you that, that I know can change your life forever. In 2019, now, in 2019, we were at lockdown in California. California was not open to COVID until June 2021. Right? June 2021. In 2020, End of 2020, I saw a church building and I felt we could buy this building. Yet we were in lockdown. No movement, no church, nothing. We got into this project. And I didn't tell anybody in church. 
Because we're only streaming online. And Pastor, you know about this project. Now, we needed $900,000 down payment to the bank. And this was during COVID. We had less than 50,000 in church. Yet, I believe this building will be good for the gospel. And that is the building that now houses our church in Oakland. We made an offer. They accepted the offer. We needed a little over 900,000. From prior to that, I was saving money personally to buy a house in Africa. So I have money here and there, all of them together. And I look at it, I realize that all this money I have in this account, account could be a little over half a million dollars. Then I said to myself, I would be saving money to buy a house when God's house needs to be bought. I move all the money together January 2021, last year. We're supposed to close escrow in February. I moved the house together, the money together. I moved everything. It came to 550,000 US. I moved them into the church account as a seed. I said to myself, out of 900, we now have 550. Somebody in the church walked to me and put 100,000. 650. Now we are getting close. Two days after I transferred the money, the Holy Ghost said to me, now that you have made my own house first, I will show you I will do the two. In two weeks from that day, we pay for the house in Nigeria, we close on the church. So when pastor was talking about a sacrifice, I know what he's talking about. Two weeks. The Monday following the weekend, the Lord said to me, said this to me, I opened the mail, I saw $112,000 as a seed from somebody. Money. Within two weeks, we closed on the church and the purchase of the house in Nigeria one week apart. You shall serve. He shall bless. You shall serve. God's blessing is not a function of prayer. It's a function of service. So you never have to pray for what he says to serve for. You just serve. You shall serve. I shall bless. You serve, I bless. You serve, I bless. You serve, I bless. 
It is irresponsibility on the part of any Christian to be praying for blessing. When what he says is, you serve, high bless. You serve, high bless. And service to him has to be through dedication. What does it cost you? What does serving God cost you? Does it cost you extra time, extra energy? What does it... Church, you will never see the fullness of God's grace on your life if all you do is to come and go. I don't care how sincere you are. I don't care how righteous you are. You serve hand high bless. I pray for grace over your life to be baptized into this mystery of kingdom service with dedication in the name of Jesus. Rise to your feet. You serve and high bless. You serve and high bless. You serve and I bless. You serve and I bless. You serve and I bless. What does it cost you? If it costs you nothing, it can't move God. What does it cost you? What does it cost you? May I tell you something, people of God? You know, I started, we started from the scratch in America. Right? And Pastor told his story now, I had it. He started this humble beginning, he said. But this man is blessed when you see him. So where you are right now is not a problem. What are you doing to change your status? What does it cost you? God said to me, sir, preach my word and I will take care of you. Preach my word. He said, I have brought you to use you to bless my people. I was never tempted to look for a secular employment. It's absurd for people that come from Africa. Preach and I will take care of you. And he has done that. And he's doing that. The level of blessing of God in my life today, there is no secular career that can deliver it. Serve and I bless. Serve and I bless. The question this morning is this How many of us? are now ready to dedicate our life to God.